And welcome into a brand new edition of Embrace Debate, a Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network. Desmond Johnson, I am your host, joined by Monty Fetty from the Four Man Rush and Cody Lashley from the Carolina Cat Chronicles. We're here with you every Monday live at 10.30 a.m. debating your favorite Panther topics. We might be the only debate-style show in this format for the Panthers online that I've seen. Uh, we're in the middle of crowning a Panthers Mount Rushmore uh, to catch you up. If you hadn't been watching previous episodes, and you can watch those previous episodes on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. There are four slots on the Mount Rushmore. We have filled two of them. Steve Smith filled the first slot. Cam Newton filled in the second slot. There are two slots remaining. Uh, there are t- there are two main rules to this uh, procedure that we're doing here. So Monty and Cody will put out uh, a player each for nomination to be enrolled into this Panthers Mount Rushmore. Uh, we'll debate the merits for both players, and then we'll vote. Majority wins. Uh, the fans, you can help out by actually typing in here on the YouTube channel or on Facebook Watch on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's uh, Facebook channel. You can type in your comments, add into the debate. Uh, the winner will move on to the Mount Rushmore. You can only nominate a player from the Panthers roster, past, present, or current, twice. Uh, Cam Newton was on the verge of elimination. He had been uh, nominated week one. He lost to Steve Smith, uh, was nominated again the following uh, episode against Luke Keekley and actually won that battle. So Luke Keekley is now in the hot seat. He can only be nominated one more time, or he cannot be nominated again uh, for this Mount Rushmore. Mon, Cody, what's going on, brothers? How y'all doing? What's going on, man? How are y'all? Man, I'm ready. I'm excited. I uh, I did a hit for Believe for the Charity Stripe, their uh, television show there, uh, going through the NFC South. And it was the first time I, I sat down and had to go through the schedule because they made us do a win-loss thing. And I'm like, oh, it's really early. <laughs> I don't want to go early. But by the time we got to the end of it, I had them at 11 wins, um, which is kind of wild. But they told me they had Atlanta at 10 wins the, the episode before. So you, you never know with this kind of stuff. So it, it, um, It's not wild to me. I've been saying I'm, I'm disappointed. No, I don't think it is. I think it's at least a ten win season. I, I think mean, our our offense is poised to Yeah, I think our offense is poised to hit the ground running. I really do. Yeah. yeah, I think my floor this year for us was at least eight. So yeah, I think you know, I think realistically speaking, we, we can get ten wins. So. I think Vegas has at like six or six and a half or something right now. And they were asking would I take the under or the over. I was like, oh, I'll take the over. Like they won seven wins despite themselves last yeah. year. Like they actually have a plan. <laughs> coaches yeah. Said that. yeah, like we didn't really have a coach like you know for the first third of the season last year. So uh, I think they can get to that. And whoever gets to ten wins in this division probably will win it uh based on what i'm seeing around the division um so we'll 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 keep we'll get into all that stuff as training camp starts to begin uh some folks start trickling in to watch the show appreciate everybody coming in to check us out again subscribe on the youtube channel uh so you can get notification for when we will be on after next week we will be uh switching to probably thursday mornings uh live of course i've got responsibilities with believe uh all three of us have other things going on so this will move from mondays here in the off season to thursdays in season uh live probably still around 10 30 uh we'll get you set up for panthers going into the the season um guys we got this this mount rushmore going on uh steve smith got in pretty easily week one uh, although it was against Cam Newton, Cam Newton came back with a roar uh, the following episode and got in over Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is in the hot seat. I'm hoping I do not see his name today, um, <laughs> but I do not know. I've not prepped with Cody or Monty on who they're going to bring in. I like it to be a surprise. So uh, we'll just kind of get this thing started here. Who uh, 
who was the one that picked uh, uh, Cam last time? I did. I, I would. I wanted to say before we get started. Uh, I'm two and zero right now. So just throwing that out there. Okay, I was about to say. All right, all right, all right. Only because we were no, fighting I'm for the same player, bro. <laughs> Y'all had to get Cam in there somehow. So Cam got in. Uh, again, Luke Keekley is on the hot seat. Again, you can only nominate a Panther player twice in this contest before they can no longer be eliminated. Luke has already been nominated one time. Um, who should go? uh first here since i mean the way we've been kind of doing whoever lost the previous round got to go first the next round so it would yeah be I'm, I'm gonna let cody start it off again okay so cody it's on you bro uh who are you nominating for the slot number three uh here on the panthers mount rushmore oh man listen i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it the same energy i, I did last week I, I know you don't want me to desmond but i i got to i can't not Get Luke Kinkley oh, no. on this Panthers Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, Cody, what do you mean? Oh, what do no. you mean? I have to. There's no way for me to not go Luke Kinkley. I'm gonna do to Monty what he did to me last week. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm going to force him to argue against someone that he knows deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore. Oh, I'm going no. with bid number fifty-nine, baby. You already know what it is. <sighs> I'm almost scared to ask Monty who you're gonna throw in this. So I, <laughs> I did say on, to bring bro. some defense this time around off camera when we were done. So, I, but I I have no idea who you're gonna nominate here. Oh, so. no, yeah, I'm gonna go defense this time. Um, it's hard, and you know what, Cody? I I, I thought we were gonna mention Luke. I was gonna give Luke the last line, but uh, who am I gonna argue? With? I'm just to make it an argument because I oh. do agree with Cody. Luke has to be on the, uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to say Julius Peppers. Oh, I knew you were going to do it. That's the only logical argument I think that makes it close to Luke Keekley on the defensive side of the ball. You could say Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis would be my pick on a personal level. But if we're going to say the actual Mount Rushmore, Julius Peppers is the only player that makes sense. I So I, I got to go. The Hall of Famer, he just got honored today as well. So, you know, so big shout-out to Julius Peppers. Uh, but, yeah, man, I got to go Pep. Did they pick him for the, uh, the, the – Yeah, the, Julius the, Peppers and, and Musa Muhammad. And, yeah, and Musa Muhammad. Oh, they, uh, nice. they, they, earlier okay. this morning, they were announcing yeah. the Panthers uh, Hall of Honor. So, that's, you know, so that's super dope there. Nice. So, yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. And for, the, and for those – October 29th, that's when they're going to induct them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to do that one day, too. Uh Ring of Honor, because there's there's some people. I mean, there's of course Mount Rushmore. You only get four slots. Ring of Honor kind of go unlimited, I guess, at that point. And for those that are screaming that they're not treating Cam Newton fairly, and you know, have his pictures up in the uh, the Coliseum and all this other stuff, he's still an active player. <laughs> he's still technically an active player, so they're not going to do anything until he's officially retired. So, uh, haven't heard anything regarding Cam officially retiring, but uh, I don't think he played last year. Did he? He didn't play at all last year. Nah, nah he, oh. he didn't suit up at all. Yeah, so nope. we'll keep an eye on that because as, as soon as he announces a retirement, then uh, the Panthers are going to welcome him back with open arms. Like, I, there'll be pictures of him everywhere and his name will be all over the place. But that's that's why his name isn't up anywhere. And that's why they haven't said anything about him or anything like that. It's not because they don't like him or they want to erase him from the history. He's still an active player. <laughs> He's still literally an active player in the NFL. So they can't do anything until until then. All right. All right. All right. Luke Keekly, Julius Peppers. Um, I'm not going to do like last time and show a bunch of highlights because we almost got shut down uh, by YouTube <laughs> when I did that. But uh, go ahead. Uh, give me the give me the four for, for Luke here. Um, 
it's gonna be tough, man. <laughs> it's All right, be, so the spirit for Luke right now. I'm very scared. No, nah, there's no reason to be. I'm coming away with the W today, man. Oh, look here, God. look here, look here, look here. A five time first team all pro 2013, 15, 17, and 18. Go he was the stuff. defensive rookie of the year, his first year in the NFL. And mind you, from 2010 on, it's been a pass rushers league. The fact that he was a middle linebacker winning defensive rookie of the year in 2012 and then defensive player of the year the very next year, Luke Kickley was on another level even than most of his contemporaries, man. We're talking about a seven-time Pro Bowler. He led the NFL in tackles two times in 2012 and 2014. I mean, listen, every award that you can think of my man has won. He won the Jack Lambert Trophy, the Butkus Award, the Lombardi Award, the uh, Bronco Nagurski Trophy. This man, even from the time that he was in college, was balling out three-time first-team All-ACC, two-time consensus All-American. And listen, our defense ran through Luke Kixley for the better part of a decade. When Luke was on the field, you knew that our defense had to be a ch- had a chance to be fast and aggressive. And I think that Luke Kuechly is by far the best linebacker in Panthers history because of it. And you literally can't define an entire decade of Panthers football without number 59. He's very humble off the football field, but man, on the gridiron, he turned into a psycho. And I love it. We all love him. And uh, I'm just going to say this, man. Luke Kingsley never chose to leave the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say, bro. That's all. Oh, that's, you that's, can't use it. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm, I'm going to say, was, bro. That's, that's actually in my head. In my head, say. I was thinking, well, he can go after the whole, you know, pep left. <laughs> he can take that route. and then Oh, I already did, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for a W today, bro. Oh, man. You know, what's surprising to me is actually sitting there looking at uh, Luke's stats coming out of high school. He was only a three-star linebacker coming out of high school, which, which kind of goes to show yeah. you how players can grow, you know, like they don't just stop getting better in high school. And I think we take so much, uh, we, we put so much into these ratings for these high school kids, uh, coming out and going into college. And then you have a guy like Luke that blossomed while at Boston college. And then even more so got better as he was a pro. And again, that goes back to what I was saying last week about Luke, where Luke, Luke made himself. It wasn't like he had, yes, he was very athletic. Uh, and he, and he, you know, he worked out and everything else, but he wasn't given like, quote unquote God given abilities, like things you can't explain like athletically or whatever. He was built in the film room. Like he literally built himself in the film room and basically learned how to dissect stuff on the field, which made him appear to be a step faster than everybody else. And that gave him that he didn't even have cable in his in his house for the first couple of years that he lived here. He was like, nah, I'll just I'll be inside my playbook, dedicating myself to greatness. Using that uh Using that Xbox or whatever it was he was using. Remember that? He was using like Xbox. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Xbox <laughs> like that's all yeah. he was doing was watching film. The dude is the dude was hardcore. I'm hoping that uh eventually, and I thought it might happen this year, but I'm hoping that Luke joins the coaching staff on the defensive side here somewhere down the road. Um he just seems mentally like he would have the mind for it, uh, and would be really good uh, in terms of scheming and stuff. So um he only played nine years. Uh, Pep played eight years before he left, but then Pep came back and played what another four. So 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Give it to me. Uh, give it to me, Monty. What's the What's the argument here for for Pep? These are all all good arguments, Cody. All good arguments, brother. Uh, again, I don't fully disagree with you. That being said, uh, you know we got to get into it. Julius Peppers is, um, I, in my opinion, one of the. I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he will be one of the first of uh, only players in the Hall of Fame inducted here shortly. So, you know, I think he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. He is on the 2000 team, uh, 2000s Hall of Fame team, actually. Um, has 160 sacks or 159 sacks. Yep. As a pass rusher, has a, a, you know 11 interceptions. Um, I believe before, we you know, we're talking about just the way he played the game and dominated the game. I think at one point you, you could say he was one of the, if not the best pass rushers in the league at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Uh, oh, and then if we're talking about just him being a freak athlete, you know, he was a two-time, uh, I mean, you know, a two-sport athlete at Carolina. You know, he played on the basketball team and was a star on the, on the was a star defensive man for Carolina as well, man. So uh, so I got to throw my Tar Heels in there as well. Um, you know, I, Julius Peppers, is, uh, again, I think the only logical argument against Luke would be JP. You know, I feel like Pep is. And then you can also make the argument, you know, like on the back end of his career, he comes back and has an 11-sack season with us. So, you know, that just goes to show that, you know, he was even even as he's got older, you know, we really never saw him have that that harsh decline in play that you did see in Luke. Uh, and again, I know it was different reasons. You now, Luke had the, the injury issue, especially with uh, the concussion. But, you know, I think it goes to show, you know, Luke, you know, Peppers played a 10 plus uh, season career. You know, even if it wasn't all with us, you know, I feel like, you know, he, he still was a dominant defensive end here with us and then went on to have a dominant career, you know, with two other teams as well. So, I mean, J, JP is a, is a strong argument in my opinion. But, I you know, I, I do want to give my, my bro uh, Cody the win because, you know, because Luke has to be on here. Well I, mean, <laughs> well, I mean, just looking at Pep in terms of his career, for starters, I don't know if many people know this, but I think he's the only player in NFL history to have played in a Final Four and a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. Uh, for that, uh, he played in the um, the final four for Carolina in, in uh, 98, uh, the squad with Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson and Ed Coda. And uh, if just imagine a- being an <laughs> NFL star in, in college, you played with Vince Carter on the basketball, team. yeah, like what <laughs> it's crazy, man, <laughs> and walked on like was good enough to walk on, um, and played, uh, scored 21 points in a uh, NCAA tournament game. Uh, and was on the team the following year. Um, so, and then he didn't play basketball his final season at Carolina. He focused on football, which turned out to be a good thing. Number two overall pick. When you compare them side by side in terms of uh, accolades, he played for the Panthers for seven seasons, left after 2009, went to the Bears, went to the Packers. He was only with the Bears from 2010 to 2013. I'm sitting there, and it, it, on Wikipedia it says he's listed on the 100 greatest Bears of all time. He was only there for four years. Yeah, I don't think it's hard to be as an all-time player, though. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how big an accolade that is. but I mean, I, yeah. I mean it's probably the, the entire 85 Bears roster, so that's like half of it. And then yeah, Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how, how good an accomplishment that is. Some uh, Jay Cutler and uh, some Rex Grossman. And, um... <laughs> but I mean, you, I... Had Brian, you had Brian Erlacher. I mean, we had to be, we have to be respectful. You know, yeah, Brian that's Erlacher. true. Erlacher was a beast. Uh, right. Won the Lombardi Award in 2001. First team All-ECC. Defensive rookie of the year, like you said, all pro three times. I would have thought even more than three times, but uh I mean, I'm just saying Luke hit the ground running. And the another point that I want to go back to is like I feel like the past decade, you know, the 2010s and on, you know, it, it's been a pass rushers league, you know, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, you know, you have these incredible players, 
And for Luke to be that consistently good at a position that doesn't get a lot of love and a lot of credit anymore, that off-ball Mike linebacker, like I think that that says a lot about his his abilities and what he was able to do. I mean, and also the fact that, you know, whatever quarterback that we went up against, they were all, I mean, they knew that Luke Kingsley had to be a part of their game plan, not only during, you know, after the ball is snapped, he's going to be flying around making tackles everywhere, but the audibles that he would make on defense and the changes that he would make. I mean, he would have battles with Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees, the back and forth between Luke and these Hall of Fame legendary quarterbacks. I mean, like that was must-see TV for the better part of a decade. And I, I, yeah. No, go, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead, finish. No, just the fact that Luke meant so much to our defense. All, everyone got to play faster because of Luke Kickley. And I think that there's a lot of revisionist history, right? Obviously, Pep is one of the greatest ever. He deserves to be on this, no doubt about it. But, you know, a, a lot of Panther fans, they will tell you that, you know, back in his day, there were people that wondered whether Julius Peppers was sometimes taking plays off, that maybe he wasn't always given 110% compared to his talent level. And again, I, I just think that that's something that you never, ever could have said about Luke and his work ethic, both on and off the football field. That's what made those Panthers defenses terrifying because not only was he incredible, but he made everyone around him even better. He, in my mind, he's one of the top three Panther players ever. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I remember from the last show, Justin Long saying that Luke was struggling in coverage. I do not remember Luke Keegley struggling in coverage in any at all. Of the form. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure where this is coming from. Um, in fact, he was actually probably one of the top linebackers in coverage uh, while he was playing. Right. Um, and, and again, that all goes to film study, knowing where the receivers were supposed to be, getting there before them. Uh, he rarely, he rarely uh, rushed from that position in terms of, uh, that because he was so good in coverage. So I'm not really sure where this is coming from with the him struggling in coverage. It just it didn't happen. Um, meanwhile, just to kind of bolster the Peppers debate here, I pulled up his franchise records and stuff, and I thought this was right. Julius Peppers has the fourth most sacks in NFL history. Um, right. Yeah. Like you're, we're talking like, like up there with like, like Reggie White and uh, <laughs> like, 160 sacks is crazy. You know, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. I thought I was like, dude, that is that's nuts, man. He's tied for third most double-digit sack seasons in NFL history. He had 10. He had 10 double-digit sack seasons. Uh, second most forced fumbles in NFL history. Second most interceptions by a defensive lineman. Uh, and, and, hey, now Cody seeing it? I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm this sorry. Is, that's <laughs> always like when you, when you put them up against each other. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, How many of those sacks came from when he was with Green Bay in Chicago? I mean, a bunch of them. We're talking about Panthers players here. Okay, that's fair. I mean, in Chicago. He has the most sacks in Panthers history, too. He's got 97. Uh, hey, I, like I said, both of these dudes so deserve, deserve, much, deserve to be up here. But I think when you say fourth all time, keep in mind 2011 and 2012, he had 11 and 11 and a half sacks with, with the Bears. You know, it's like you have to add in those numbers as well 
Well, if you do, I, I, I just... do it like that, then 60 of them came from Bears and Pack. If you had 97 here, then the remaining 68, 69, or whatever it is, was with the other two teams. So he still had more here than he did with the other teams. But I, I see your point that some of that didn't come from here. Uh, and some of this other stuff, like all decade team or whatever, he wasn't here. He was he was with the Green Bay the and Packers and the Bears. So I, yeah, I, I, I can and understand. Then he chose to leave. The Panthers gave him a bag, and he said, "No, I would rather be a three-four outside linebacker." Can you decided to go him? somewhere else? Can't fault him for that, man. I mean, the Panthers were getting ready to make him the highest-paid. Defensive yes. player, in the league. and I he was like, that. "Nah, I'm gonna go do something else." Wasn't it like, uh, wasn't it, remember Jerry Richardson said something in a press conference? It wasn't anything bad. He was basically telling Julius to his face in like public in front of the press, like, "Hey, this is your team now. We expect you to run it, uh, take the ball, and run something to that effect." And Julius kind of shot away from it, kind of. Do you remember that? Like, that's why he left, because he didn't want that pressure of being that guy. That's kind of a ding in terms of... Yeah, this, man. You know, like, this, this uh, category. But and, and again, it goes back to where there were some people that questioned like his work ethic down in and down out. So it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that was like, that subtract from him as a player as a whole, but I, I just think that his overall... Luke was... A, a leadership type of player that everybody wanted to be like. He wasn't a rah-rah type of guy, boost you up, but his presence, like I said, it boosted everyone else. Like, uh, you know, Pep might have been able to take over a game from the defensive end position, but Luke could take over a game from the linebacker position and allow everyone else to play even better. Uh, and uh, specifically, uh, K1 Short, and star the two the the linebacker position and the defensive tackle positions are like tethered together in terms of you know breaking up the pocket, stopping the run, and the fact that Luke was so good and raised the level of our other really good players to me that just it puts him a step above. So one of the cool things about me hosting the show is that I get to run the comments uh, that come in and out. And BNB Shirak Vet says so now Desmond's creating false reasons for why he left. No, I was there. I was there when he said it. So it wasn't false. Like literally that happened. Like Jerry Richardson was at the podium, basically pushing Pep to be the leader. He wanted to be more vocal. I, I do remember that. He wanted to be more vocal. And he was kind of, it felt like a closed door conversation that he was having at the podium with Julius standing to the side and he hadn't signed his deal yet. And then literally he decided to go elsewhere. And that was the, that was the narrative. That was the narrative that that's why he left. Cause he did not want to be in that position. Uh, with Carolina, and he kind of echoed that when he came back. He came back and was basically like, you know, I, I miss playing at home, and home's where the heart is, and all that kind of stuff. So, no, I'm not in here making up anything. I don't get paid to make up stuff, uh, bro. So, <laughs> like, it doesn't do me any good to make up anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, no, that, that all happened. Like, literally, all happened, and I'm happy Pep was able to come back. There was, if you recall, there was kind of a a rift between Peppers and the Panthers organization while he was gone because of yeah. that, because of the way he left. He left yeah. because of that. So. I'm not making up anything like that actually went down. Um, he did play more seasons here than he did away from here. Uh, Green Bay and Chicago. He played more seasons here than he did in Green Bay and Chicago combined. And someone had mentioned that he had half his sacks away from here. We just went through that, too. He had about uh, about 60 of them was away from here. The other hundred or whatever it was uh, he had here in Carolina. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I was also, to- you remember that you remember that 2015 game? Where the Packers came to Carolina and Cam, uh, we, 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 had, 
Yeah, yeah. we didn't score the touchdown. And Pep took the ball away from Cam and tossed it to the referee. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Cam was like, bro, for what? what? <laughs> yeah, like for what? Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of looked at as a villain almost at that point uh, with Panthers. Like, we weren't fans of Pep while he was gone. Like, we're not going to pretend that we were all cheering for him while we were hurt. We were hurt he left. Like, that was our yeah. homegrown number two overall pick from Carolina. Like, and the, and the Panthers and the Panthers didn't want him to leave. They were gonna pay him, and they 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 offered him a big time contract, and and he didn't want it. I mean, I think he no. got offered more. I think he got offered like a hundred million or something nuts from Carolina, and he took eighty from uh the Packers. Like he he they were about to make him the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. I remember that very clearly, and he said, "No, I'm I'm gonna go over here." And some of that, I think, too, they were talking about him playing like outside linebacker a little bit or something like that, changing his position, like having him roam a little bit from DE to the offensive line. I'm not offensive line, uh, outside linebacker. There was something he was, he didn't want to do that, or he got tired of doing what he was doing, putting his hand in the dirt. And Green Bay was giving him an opportunity to play off uh, outside linebacker. So yeah. there was a couple of things in play there. Yeah, there was a couple, there was a couple things uh, going on there. But the main thing was that Jerry Richardson press conference. That was the, the, the turning point that made him decide to look elsewhere. Um, Looking at uh, it's not a narrative, like bro, <laughs> like literally, like all this happened. Go look it up. The inter- Google is free, <laughs> like, go just go check it out on Google. It's, it's yeah, it's, man. Like, uh, I, 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 I don't understand it. Um, I was gonna start throwing in wild cards at this point because we're halfway through it and we're gonna end up leaving out some names. And I'm gonna throw a wild card in here. I don't know if it's gonna change it much, but I'm gonna throw Sam Mills into this conversation since we're talking defense. And we hadn't, I feel like I have to represent the old school out of three of us here. I'm the oldest one. And uh, we need to talk about Sam. And because it feels like he's not going to get on this Mount Rushmore, but he probably should have been the first name thrown out there, right? Like Sam, although he only played with us, what, I think three years or something like that as the telling of his career. Most of his career was with the Saints, uh, the Dome Patrol, like the, the the defense they had with him and like Ricky Jackson with the Jerry Curl and all that stuff. Like they were problems. And then he got here and the Carolina defense was a problem early because of guys like him and uh, Kevin Green, Lamar Lathan, uh, Tyrone Poole, my buddy from, uh, he was my co-host the first season of Believe in Panthers. He was the first defensive player taken by the Panthers uh, in the, the 95 draft. Give me some your thoughts on Sam Mills and where he belongs in this conversation because I don't think he'll I don't think he's going to beat Luke or Pet. But again, I, I feel like he deserved to be mentioned in this conversation. Go ahead, Monty. Yeah, I definitely think Sam Mills is a um, it should, it should definitely be an honorable mention. And and what you said at the beginning is what I remember most growing up is Sam Mills and the Dawn Patrol in New Orleans. You know, that's what I actually remember the most from Sam Mills is more him playing in New Orleans than I do, you know, him with, with Carolina. But 
you know, of course, the the keep pounding, you know, anthem. I mean, every everything about what I guess what Carolina has grown into, you know, Sam Mills has his hands all over it. So again, I agree with I agree with you, Des. He definitely has to be mentioned. But if we're talking about just the top four players all time, it's hard to put him in there, especially when he played for a division rival for most of his career. Uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to throw him in there. Just he just doesn't have the production or the longevity that you would look for in the top four player, in my in my opinion. That being said, you know, I, I think you're spot on there as well, Des, with you know, you, you can't go without mentioning Sam Mills, you know, when talking about the Carolina Panthers because of so much what he's done for the community, what he's done so much for this team. Again, you know, we're we're talking here is he's passed away over a decade now. We you know and, and keep pounding is just as important for this team now as it was then as then, you know. So I I I definitely think that, you know, that he's a, a great honorable mention. I just don't know if I could put him in the top four. Yeah, it, it it feels like Sam means more to our culture than he did as a football player, right? No one and no one doubts what Sam Mills was as a football player. He was incredible. Um, but I think kind of like what Monty said, the fact that as a player he was more known for his time uh with the Saints, with the Dome Patrol, uh, and then it comes here to Carolina. And you know, uh, I, I think Sam Mills is the the definition of of you know perseverance of being able to go through something that's really difficult and trying that you keep pounding and you continue to get through it and you you give your best and you never give up and i feel like that mantra has allowed you know subsequent panther defensive players and offensive players to continue to strive for their own version of of greatness um, I, I agree with Monte. I just think when it comes to play on the football field, I mean, if you look at, at you know, the, the guys that we're talking about now and the guys that are already in, Steve Smith, Cam Newton, Luke Kickley, Julius Peppers, it's, it's really just hard to put anybody over the top of those four men because of what they did for this organization. Yeah, and I will say with the Sam thing, uh, he's the only Panther with a statue. Uh, out front of the building, right? Like all the, all the other Panthers walk past <laughs> Sam Mills when they come into the building every day, um, and that's a huge deal. Like I, I use that in the goat debate for basketball when it comes to Jordan and LeBron and Kareem and, and everybody else. I'm like, you know, out of all those dudes, Jordan's the only guy that had to drive past a statue of himself when he was coming into work, <laughs> like every day. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Like, I mean. Tap, it just it boggles my mind to even think about. Imagine if you was going to work every day. There's a statue of you <laughs> outside of building <laughs> when you're coming in every day to start your day. That's a that's an ego trip. That's a kind of maybe I am the best of all time. Maybe you know maybe right. I am that dude. Um and and Sam got it. Uh, I I don't think it was up while he was still here with it. No, I guess it was. They did put it up before he passed away. If I'm not mistaken. Um, when did he pass away? 2005, I want to say. Yeah. I think uh, it was early. It was mid 2000s when he passed. Was that statue up before then? I want to say I thought I think it was after he passed. I, I it thought it was it it, now been. it's been up for quite quite some time, but I think it's, it's definitely been. I thought it was after he passed. It, it might it could very well be. And then I've always said because that's on the I think that's on the north uh entrance or the south. It's one of the two. It's at one. I've always said that if anybody deserved to have another one, it should be Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis should be the one I agree on the other end. Yeah. Uh, uh he died, he died April April 18th, 2005. 2005. Uh, and he passed away from a, a long bout with cancer. So the mm -hmm. whole town thing came through. Um, so it, you know, it, it, that's putting, putting Sam in the conversation. I just had to do that, but 
uh, really yeah. the debate here is between Pep and uh, and Luke. And to be honest, it seems like the the the, the separator here is Pep leaving. Um, for me, Pep demanding to leave was like Luke and Cam demanding to be traded or released during their best years just because they didn't like it here anymore. That's from Panther Pickle. Um, so let's just I, uh, yeah, I put up a, I put up a chat or a poll rather on the C3 channel who deserves to go on the Panthers Mount Rushmore more. Uh, it's 57% Luke Keekly, 43% Julius Peppers. I think that's, that's, what, I think that's what's dragging them down. I think that's what's dragging them down. That's ooh, that's an interesting. Justin Long, active in the comments, says Sam is like Larry Johnson. I, you know, honestly, I would say Larry was a bigger star than Sam was. I understand the comparison, but Larry was the first national star we had in Charlotte. Uh, like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys are, are old enough to remember this, but watching um, uh, Inside Stuff Saturday mornings on NBC, uh, the basketball show they would have with Ahmad Rashad. Uh, and somebody else in the opening credits, there's Larry Johnson doing his 360 dunk from the NBA contest uh, that I can clearly still see. Larry was the first big like national star that we had here. This is before the, the Panthers even existed, you know, 92, yeah. 93, when the Hornets were selling out every game and Hornets starter merch was like the biggest selling thing on the planet. Like everybody had some kind of Hornets starter jacket or uh, stuff in Hornets teal and, like we were hot, <laughs> like we were the thing. Like, and even though we weren't that great, but we had young stars, and Larry was the top of all of those. And I've always wondered what would have happened if he hadn't hurt his back. Um, mm-hmm. I've always, actually, I've always compared uh, Zion Williamson to Larry. He just he's just like forty pounds heavier. Um, but his man, game- I wish he, I wish he got traded to the Hornets. That would have been so dope. Who Zion? Yeah. No, man, no. Stay away. Oh, I was wanting that to happen, man. I wanted it. I wanted it to happen so bad. No, man. no, yeah. Because I mean, look, dude, this is the start of his fourth NBA season. I haven't seen him do anything with his weight whatsoever in the four years he's been a pro, and he's been hurt every year. He's only played thirty percent of the games. Like, I can't. Maybe and he just extended him, so he's maybe it, maybe it changed the scenery is what the doctor ordered. I don't know. Like fried food, like fried food, in New Orleans. Hey, I don't know. No, <laughs> hey, I don't, I, I, I don't know much about basketball like I do about football. So I'll leave that that uh that expertise to y'all. But by the oh, way, uh, shout out my guy CJA. I also think that's another argument in favor of Luke. You know, Peppers never won the Defensive Player of the Year, True. and not not only did Luke win it. But, uh, you know, he won Rookie of the Year the year before. And then the very next year was the best defensive player in football. Yeah, and I think he led the league in tackles both those years, too. So, uh, I uh, did see earlier in the comments, somebody mentioned that uh, the 49ers had two linebackers similar to Luke playing at the same time. Um, uh, what were the names? Uh, Navarro Bowman and uh, the dude. The, Patrick, uh, Patrick, uh, Pat, Patrick Willis. Pat Willis, yeah, Patrick Willis. Um I don't think they were – well, they were as good as Luke, but I don't think they were exactly the same player. They were I, in a different I, Patrick system. Willis was the prototype before Luke, and then Luke came on, and I think Luke – They overlap, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Patrick Willis was – you know, before injury, he was that guy too. You know, And I feel like he was just as dangerous in coverage. Um, he was probably a better pass rusher, and that was the biggest thing. That's the only real knock I feel like that people had with against Luke was – he wasn't the pass rusher, you know, that you saw with other middle linebackers, you know. But it, I feel like he made up for that as we were talking about in coverage. You know, I feel like he was just mm-hmm. – he was elite in coverage. You know, I feel like we're talking about one of the best right. coverage co- – co- I mean, linebackers of all time. You know, I can vividly remember 
the when we went a play uh, when Seattle came here the uh, the divisional round in the playoffs and and, <laughs> and Luke takes it to the house not like house calls Russell Wilson like right out the gate yeah I knew then I, I I told I told one of my buddies then it's like oh yeah we're winning this game yeah like Luke's not let, allowing us to lose this game like right out the gate you know uh, pick six uh, Russ and then I was like dude Luke Luke is on a whole different type of level so I agree with uh you know we got to get Luke in there. Peppers is, is is an animal, man, and I I think we know the top four because I think it was it's hard to argue against. Peppers. I don't know. Well, that's just the thing. I don't know because now it's going to set up where. Let's go ahead and vote this, and I'll explain what's going to happen here for this fourth slot. Um, let's go ahead and vote. Uh, Co- Cody, your vote. <laughs> Number fifty nine. So fine. Let's go, Monty. Hey, I, I'm gonna have to give it to Captain America, man. Uh, you, I just can't vote against Luke. I got, I got to go, Captain America. Yeah. He's got to be on Luke there. In, and now Pep is in the hot seat, having already been nominated once. There's only one slot left, so uh, I'm sure his name is probably gonna pop up again next week. But what we're gonna do next week to expand this out a little bit, uh, I want you guys to bring two players each. So we'll be four. We're gonna talk about next week because it's the last slot, and there's a couple of names that we haven't even mentioned yet that should get talked about. I'm looking oh, at yeah. hell, Moose Muhammad just got put in the hall of uh, the ring yep. of honor, whatever. We yep. haven't talked about him once. Uh, Jake Delone led us to a Super Bowl and probably one of the funnest seasons I can remember in Panthers history. Uh, we haven't got to any of the running backs. Uh, my boy, Jonathan Stewart's the leading rusher in Panthers history. Yeah. Uh, and this is a running team franchise. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. We honestly have to do a top 10 list. Our favorite. Our we probably team. should. Um, because I can't leave out. Yeah, Stu is, is one of my favorite players of all Greg time. Olson. Bro, I was about first, to. How about Greg Olson? Yeah, Olson like, the, the first tight end to have three back to back to back thousand yeah, yards. Even thousand bro, yards. You haven't mentioned Chris Gamble, uh, yep, Josh Gamble. Norman. No, it's, yeah. I mean, th- yeah, there's, there's some names that we got to kind of put out here. So, what we'll probably do. We'll finish out the Mount Rushmore. So we'll have our top four and we'll nominate those four. And then as an addendum, we'll uh we'll we'll do the remaining six and have a Panthers top ten. So the, the first four is the Mount Rushmore. The remaining six will make up the top ten for our Panthers all time top ten. And that way we can okay. give some credit to guys like Sam Mills and uh Steve Burline and Wesley Walls, uh Jordan Gross. Jordan Gross, yeah. And we haven't mentioned him, you know, Brian Khalil. Uh these are these are guys that are critical parts of absolutely Chris Jenkins. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's dudes <laughs> that we haven't even touched on that probably need to be uh put in there. Mike Mentor, uh that Justin Long brings up there. So ooh, so here's so here's where we are. We've got Cam Newton, Steve. Well, I should do it in order. Steve Smith, Cam Newton, and Luke Keekley on the Panthers Mount Rushmore. That seems right. There's one slot left. Uh, because of what happened today, Julius Peppers is now on the hot seat. He can only be nominated one more time. It's not going to matter. There's only one seat left uh, for the Mount Rushmore. I'm pretty sure his name is going to pop up next week. But I don't think it's going to be that easy for him to get in based off of the arguments that we had today uh, that kept him off over uh, or with having Luke over him. Some of those names I just said, I think they could you could debate. Uh, you know, maybe they should get in over Pep. So I don't know if Pep is necessarily a lock, even though – it's nuts because he's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, well, he made the 2000 Hall of Fame team. So, you know, you can say that he's Hall of Famer. He's pretty much going to be in the Hall of Fame first. But he's fourth overall in sacks. And we're like, should he be in the Panthers Mount Rushmore? Like, we're sitting here like debating. <laughs> so, how about how about this? I'll, I'll do Monty the favor and I'll make sure that next week he gets to argue again for Peppers. I'll let him argue for peppers again next week. Oh, and yeah. I'll try and I'll try and I'll try and go someone else to see if I can 
Well, uh, again, bring two because there's okay. So each of them are gonna bring okay. two players next week. Um, and we'll go from there. Uh, shout out to Panther Pickle, reminding y'all hit that like button, hit the subscribe button so you can get uh notified when we're gonna be coming back on the air. We should be back on next Monday, live 10 30. Get you ready for the rest of your work week. Um, <laughs> uh, just Law, this is disrespectful to Pep. I don't know so much if it's disrespectful. I think Pep probably <laughs> would be like, Yeah, Luke probably should go in before I do, but he'd probably also be like, I better get in there, like right behind him. <laughs> like, if it's <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's, he's getting it. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're talking man. about Panthers, goats all the way around. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the ones we have right now are probably the best at the position they played. Yeah, with the Panthers in their history, Cam Newton, right. Steve Smith, Luke Kuechly. I can't really argue that. that and was, you can argue that for the times that they played, there were tops at their positions in the right. NFL. Yeah, right. yeah, but they pretty much. We're talking about a triple crown winner, an MVP, and we're talking about a defensive player of the year. You know, yep. so, yes, that ain't bad, guys. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And to think that those three played on the same team for a couple of years too, like, right. you right. know, that's that's nuts. Uh, shout out to uh, John Fox and Ron Rivera who uh, led yeah. the coaching staffs that drafted these players. I didn't even know who Luke Keekley was when we drafted him. I'm like, who's this? Uh, for them to draft him at number eleven and. I found out real quick <laughs> who Luke yeah. was. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of stop it right there. Uh, some more nominees start coming in. KK Short uh, for the top 10. Um, you know, Ricky Manning Jr. He had a three interception playoff game against the Bears. Got us the Super Bowl in 03. Uh, there's, there's some names. So we'll, we'll get into all that uh, next week. Again, we'll be back next Monday live, 1030 a.m. Slot number four for the Panthers Mount Rushmore. And then from there, we'll probably start running through those six slots and make a Panthers top 10 uh, total overall. So we'll, we'll get into all that uh, next week. Again, subscribe, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Get the latest uh, from not just us, but other shows on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at KP uh, Podcasts underscore FFSN. Um, you can follow us at our handles here, as you can see on the screen. Uh, we put up stuff all week long. Uh, go check out Carolina Cat Chronicles. They've got stuff up all week. Uh, and Cody hosts the Friday free-for-all free uh, with them, where you can actually participate in the show uh, with comments and things of that sort. So definitely check them out. Um, Four Man Rush has always got something cooking, so definitely uh, check out Monty's handle and the Four Man Rush handle over on Twitter. Uh, as we get closer to training camp, all this stuff's going to start revving back up again, and you're going to start seeing like film and uh, interviews and all kinds of stuff. And then finally, make sure you check out the Cat Cave, the other podcast we have on uh, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network with uh, Ryan Frick and uh, Michael Davis. That that usually drops on Wednesdays. So definitely check for that. We will be back next week. Um, until then, guys, keep pounding. Keep pounding.